Welcome to God, Yay or Nay. I'm your host, Noor Kidwai. I'm here to find out how we grow, transform, and become our best selves. How we create meaning in our lives. Come join me on my journey. Welcome to another episode of God, Yay or Nay. This is your host, Noor Kidwai. Thanks for tuning in. I got two guests this week. It's Charlotte and Jonathan from Wellness Theory. These guys are amazing guys. They help a lot of people out with stress and just bring in balance and harmony in in their lives. And they give like a ton of great quality information. This podcast, I hope you guys enjoy. Check me out on Instagram at NewerKidY. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a good rating. That always helps. And we're part of the Comedy Here Often podcast network on 604 Records. So check them out too. Let's get into this week's episode, everybody. My guest this week, Charlotte and Jonathan. All right. <laughs> welcome to another. <laughs> we'll start with a sneeze right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome to another episode of God, Yay or Nay. Today I'm here with uh, the co-owners of Wellness Theory, Charlotte and Jonathan. Guys, thanks for joining me. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's an honor to be on your show. Thank you very much. Awesome to see you again. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just did your guys' podcast about a month ago and it was uh, so much fun. And uh, yeah, you guys are joining me from all the way in Thailand. Uh, is it one of the islands on Thailand? Am I correct? It is. It yeah, is indeed. Yeah, we are on uh, Koh Samui in Thailand. Nice little island life. Oh, you guys are lucky. <laughs> we're we're getting winter. Bad. Yeah, we're I'm in Toronto. So like right now it's a nice day. So I'm going to enjoy the rest of the few nice days. But we got winter coming. So I got to get ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't get winter here. It's pretty much just um, hot, a hot, dry, hot, dry heat and a wet heat. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. Like well, hot. yeah. <laughs> Heat's the operative word right there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, guys, so like, uh, let my audience know just uh, kind of a little bit about uh, what you guys do together. Um, uh, what wellness theory is about? Yeah, definitely. Well, wellness theory is a uh, online wellness coaching and education company. So our whole kind of purpose around is helping men and women to eliminate unhealthy stress, calm a racing mind, and just really help them feel in control of their emotions and perform at their highest levels. And the whole reason we do that is for people to be able to live authentically and kind of live the life that that, that they're aiming for, they're achieving for. Um, and when when they do that is we tend to find that people, when they feel healthy and well, they they, they want to do more. They want to make a difference in the world. They want to become a, like a force for good. Um, so we kind of combine that whole element of un- getting rid of unhealthy stress relief so people can step up into the best selves to, to make a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. All right. I like that. And uh Maybe also give my audience a little background of you two. How did you guys uh, meet and why uh, why Thailand? <laughs> yeah, so we are, well, I am originally from the UK. Jonathan's originally from South Africa, but moved to the UK when you were what, nine. Nine, nine there you go. <laughs> nine. And we actually met when we were living and working in the UAE. So we were living and working in Abu Dhabi. Oh, okay. um, And we ended up, um, you know, uh, at first, not getting on so well at all. Yeah, we clashed big time. (laughs) (laughs) And then we ended up, um, obviously, 
figuring out our differences and found out that we were actually extremely aligned in kind of our mission and our vision for, yeah. for life and for business. And that's how kind of wellness theory come, come about is we just brought our skill sets together. So I specialize in kind of the um, mental health, mindset, high performance and emotional well-being uh, oh, with okay. clients that we work with. And Jonathan. Yeah, I specialize in the your physical and energetic side of what we do. So I mean, people understand their bodies better, that connection between the mind and body and help them understand what they're experiencing from a physical perspective and where it's coming from. Yeah, okay. so we, we bring your sets together yeah. and, and make some magic. And that's exactly the whole <laughs> right, yeah, that's... So kind of integrated approach for it is the, is the bit that we felt was missing for so many years. Um, and we figured, OK, everything works together. So why are we separating it? Just bring it all together and see what happens. And yeah, it's just been kind of growing from there. I love that. And uh, I like uh, the kind of the holistic approach from having two different sides come together and like handle some issues. Like, so if I came to you guys as like a person whose life's in disarray, which isn't too far off, but you know, if I, uh, if I came and I was like, Hey guys, like I would love some help. Uh, I want to find more balance in my life and all of this stuff. Like, do you guys kind of come together at once or do you guys like maybe like, you know, give like one talk to one of you guys that, uh at once or how does that work yeah so anybody that comes to work with us usually they've been in our world for a while right whether that be attended our events or workshops that we run or listening to our podcast that kind of thing so when we speak to people often they've already got a kind of a, a good idea of the approach that we have which is really like jonathan's already said is like around stress relief right mm-hmm. and really helping people to that we actually experience stress in on three different levels which we can talk about more if you if you want to um, and we basically will meet the person where they're at so if they then reach out after attending our workshops and listening to podcasts all of these kinds of things then we just have a conversation with them based on where they are sometimes that conversation is better suited to Jonathan sometimes to myself but then if they decide to obviously come work with us and, and to attend other programs that we have um, we will always meet with one person um together and make sure that we have like a solid plan of okay this is where you are this is what they've obviously said they they need and we kind of make a plan so that they can work together with the both of us and really leverage those skill sets in the way that they need it so sometimes people work more with myself some people work more with jonathan but every client that works with us will always work with both of us uh, kind of on their journey because we are holistic beings right like we need to start treating ourselves as a whole so it would be bizarre if they then only did one part of it yeah exactly (laughs) makes sense no i love that and uh i think the more that i've been in this kind of like uh yeah this kind of field or whatever you call it it's just like i just noticed that you do need to like have that holistic approach because just like covering one thing never freaking works and it just like will manifest in different areas in your life as stress or emotional like whatever it is right um that's right yeah exactly (laughs) that's yeah we went through that same journey of um kind of ignoring the signs and working on oh okay i've got some issues i need to i need to work on my mental health but then you feel better for a while go back and you kind of go back around again to square one and i I had the same with physical health i just kept trying to fix it and i felt better for a short time but then it'll come back around again and all these physical symptoms will just pop back up again. Yeah, and the both of us, it wasn't really till we started to connect the dots and started to think, okay, we actually need to work on the mental, the emotional, the physical, and the energetic. We need to work on everything because it's all interconnected. And that's when we start to see more lasting results. Mm-hmm. We start to really break down yeah. old patterns and old behaviors and old conditioning to 
kind of get to where we are now, really. That's uh, that's interesting. And like uh, when you were saying physical uh, symptoms that you were suffering, Jonathan, uh, what were some of the ones? Because like I know I I probably am on the same page as you. Yeah, I well basically I I spent pretty much the first ten years of my career not listening to my body and killing myself in the gym um for hours on end really causing my body immense amount of pain which then stuck with me like yes you're causing yourself trauma so uh, that just kept sticking with me and i I destroyed every joint in my body i'd had chronic pain in my back for over four years which would get to the point where it affect my vision digestive issues skin issues sleep issues emotional issues like everything all these things were coming out um, and over the years, they just kept intensifying. And I didn't realize at the time, but these are just these are signals and signs your body's telling you that you, you're misaligned. There, there's something you need to pay attention to. But the more you ignore it, the stronger they, they get, the more intense they get. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I started to pay attention to them where they started to ease off. Um, and I started to look and look at that holistic approach and think, okay, what's going on with my thoughts? What's going on with my emotions? Because I tried every physical fix. I tried chiropractors, I tried physios, I tried injections directly into my spine to try and alleviate the pain. And everything gave me like a about probably one to two week bit of um, relief of pain. And then it just came back even worse than before. So I tried everything to the point where I'd run out of things to try. And I thought, okay, there's something else going on here. And that's when I started to become a bit more open, kind of push my ego to the side a bit and started to think, okay, there's got to be something different here. There's got to be something else. And that's when I started to look at the holistic approach of kind of dealing and actually processing unresolved emotions, getting into breath work, um, meditation, and starting to connect to those different areas of our of our whole holistic well-being, really. And that's when pain started to go, um, started to reduce to the point where I completely got rid of my chronic pain um, altogether within literally two weeks of completely listening to my symptoms doing the work i needed to, to, to really unpack and release anything that um that like, was stuck within my in my nervous system and i just remember standing up one day and that chronic pain i had constantly for four years just disappeared and it was like holy crap it was like mm. this like, it was a light bulb moment is like okay it's not just physical it's not about training all the time eating healthy sleeping well it's it's more to it than that there you have a, you have a whole inner world inside that that is so important that we forget about and we don't focus on. We focus so much on the external world and everything, our job, our careers, our finance, our, our family, all this stuff, but we forget about the one of the world that is the most important, and that's our inner world, because that reflects what happens outside. And my inner world was in chaos, it was in pain. So that reflected in my outer world being in chaos and in pain. Um, so it was, yeah, it was just seeing that connection between the physical and, well, the mental, emotional, and energetic, that's when I started to think, ah, I need to adapt. I need to now shift into a holistic approach. That's the only way I'm going to get rid of my pain for good and stay optimized really in terms of my energy and my own health. Yeah, that's amazing. And like, honestly, I, uh, I resonate with that so well. Like, honestly, a couple of years ago, I was suffering with chronic pain and like, it's like so much reduced now, but it wasn't until like I found that there was this mental aspect to it too. Like, uh comes from your inner world and like a lot of it was looking at my own stresses and uh just things going on in my world and like the emotions that was I was holding into my body because I wouldn't pay attention to them until I looked at that and started to kind of release those the pain kind of finally started to subside a bit because you're right um 
and this is for people who have like any kind of pains like that you can like be constantly going to chiropractors or physios or whatever I did the same thing like if you're not addressing those things it just intensifies over time and it can get to a point where it's like unbearable it's really bad absolutely and it's I think if anyone listening to know that what you're experiencing is nothing wrong with you you're not broken any pain you're experiencing you've tried everything you can't get rid of it doesn't mean there's something wrong it just means you're paying attention to the wrong things so you're paying mm-hmm. attention to the physical where it's probably it's deeper inside of that and that's when it comes into paying attention to your thoughts your emotions and really looking back of okay what am i holding back here what's stuck within my inner world in, in my nervous system that is creating these signals because my body's trying to they, they, that pain you're experiencing is your body trying to get your attention that's all yeah. it is there's nothing wrong it's not, good, it's not bad it's just your body getting your attention saying you need to take time to slow down and focus and be and just pay attention to your body and pay attention to your inner world um that's that's what there is it's a signal um so if people can start to think okay there's nothing wrong with me but all i need to do is spend a bit of time slowing down stop do do doing and start being like being still being with me and that is hard to start with i remember the first time i tried to be still with myself for five minutes it oh my i i was so anxious i was sitting there for five minutes ago i just kind of shaking my leg moving just thinking okay what's supposed to happen and it was it was crazy but the more you practice it it became easier and easier it's like anything you go to the gym you want to get stronger you've got to be consistent and repetition repetition and consistency mm-hmm. with what you're doing to get the result and the same thing with being with yourself and being in stillness and meditating and breath work it's it's a constant consistent practice to get the result you're looking for to start changing those old 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 habits and behaviors obviously it goes much deeper than that Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing I think isn't it we need to stop looking at the symptoms start looking at the root cause and that's what we work with our clients in doing and and understandably so like I get why we do it we're all really on the most part conditioned to look at the symptom oh there's a pain in my shoulder it must be my shoulder yeah. right like it's like okay well actually maybe it's something in your foot maybe it's an emotion maybe yeah. it's a thought like where there's just so many facets to us that we must start to look beyond the obvious I think it's uh it's hard to do that and like I get that and like I I know how you were saying like just to like sit still and just feel your body um when you're in pain or when you have anxiety or even depression or anything like that which like is really bothering you and it's constant like to sit still and just fucking feel it Ooh, that can be a that can be a tough thing but like how you were saying that this is a condition like with the nervous system this is your body trying to get a kind of try to like get a hold of your attention like say hey come on something needs to be paid attention to here like when you kind of look at it that way then it's like all right pay attention and like then learn to calm down that nervous system so it doesn't kind of shoot off when it's not supposed to be shooting off yeah and like charlotte you were saying before like talking about stress because like this is kind of like where a lot of these things originate from and you were saying there's three different levels of stress do you mind maybe uh letting my audience know uh kind of the different levels of stress yeah of course definitely so we all experience stress on three different levels right we have the life level that we're all very familiar with like john mentioned earlier when we've got like finances our relationships maybe our work situation we've got these practical things that happen in our day-to-day life that are potentially in chaos or perhaps not quite the way we want them or something's happening someone's cutting you off in traffic these are our day-to-day stresses this is that life level of stress right and if you imagine you've got like a pyramid in front of you um the the life is like that tip 
right? It's just the very tip of that pyramid. Um, and then we have the health level, which is a lot of things that we've already mentioned here about like your, the way we're taking care of ourselves, right? It's like, what is the quality of our thinking like? How, what, how is our emotional well-being? How is um, our energy throughout the day? How is our um, nutrition and hydration? Do we find ourselves consuming things when we're stressed? Do we eat more? Do we drink more? Do we use other substances? Like all of these different facets that are showing up at the health level. And there's a few others as well that we can yeah. touch upon there, like sleep as well. Um, Breath and the and movement as well. Two key areas that people completely neglect yeah. uh, massively, which are very important. But again, it's that overall health aspect. Yeah. It's the same thing. Though, what we mentioned there, it's, it, it's being balanced in all those areas. You don't have to be like top like crazy optimized in all those areas you've got to be balanced to to, to feel more optimized on a health level which mm-hmm. then makes the life level feel easier yeah mm-hmm. so we've got that life at the top then we've got the health and then we have our root level and the the root is the foundation of the pyramid because really whatever's happening within our health and within our life it's usually something going on under the surface like we said right something less obvious the root um and that includes things like um, our belief systems, our values, what we value and how that we show up with that in the world. Do we even know what our values are? Are we living in alignment? It comes down to unresolved emotional traumas. It comes down to past experiences that have stayed with us that we haven't yet really moved forwards from. It can come back to attachment injuries from how we're raised, from our caregivers. It can come down to um, so many different um kind of facets of of how we're being fulfilled and what we truly need as human beings from a psychological perspective and a spiritual perspective so the root kind of encompasses all of those things as well so there'll be people that perhaps listening to this that I know maybe they're they're living in that life level they're spinning so many plates they're just trying to get through the day right they've got kids to look after maybe they've got responsibilities at work they're trying to provide um at home like so many different things and it's so easy to get stuck in there and sometimes like you will fast forward 10 years you're like well how did i get here right because Mm -hmm. life has just been they didn't even realize that they'd had chronic pain right because they've just been so busy maybe they noticed it on the weekend or when they did finally stop and something was really trying to get their attention but suddenly 10 years later bam doctor tells you something's going on right and we get that wake up call so sometimes we can get in that life area and we kind of get shook shooken out of um that into some of the other areas um like depression for example it would be like a root level issue right so yes it's showing up in our life and it's probably showing up in our bodies in many ways and we're recognizing it in our healthy uh, our health behaviors but actually at the root level, there's likely some things that need to be explored there, right? So we're all having this beautiful dance sometimes with all of these three layers, but often we can identify with one more than the other. That makes sense. Oh, 100% that makes sense. Uh, and yeah, thanks for sharing that. That was like very like well said. Um, I, I like how you also said back down at the root level, like not only do you have like your kind of unresolved traumas, or whatever kind of stuff that might be there from the past, like uh, just something that's happened to you that stayed down within you and that's influencing the rest of your levels. But like you also have your belief system and your values. And like, I think that's an important thing. And like, that's something I'm learning, like the more like the older I get is that 
you have to really kind of understand what your beliefs are and understand what your values are because if you're not if you're not living in alignment with them that also can cause so much emotional and physical health uh, problems to you which is just like uh just thinking about that uh you would think what but like when you feel it and actually see it in your life it's kind of crazy eh? it is we we create values is probably one of the the most common things that that we see with clients is that they are working or they're doing something in their life that isn't aligned with the truth of who they are and what's most important to them deep down sometimes that can be because they've never explored it or sometimes it can be just because they've just gone through life and this is how they thought they were supposed to be living but actually there's this internal conflict when we're not living in alignment with what we value we we create conflict inside right there's literally this little fight going on as to well why are you going to that job when you really hate it deep down you want to be doing this right mm. whatever that is and even that alone that that one thing creates disruption in the nervous system right and then the, literally your body can start to attack itself just because that one thing that's mm. not included in the things you've been through in your life not including the breakups the the traumas the the small things the big things it's not it none of that even in the mix just that one thing that one value being out of alignment it, that can that can shift everything and that in itself can can lead to health issues so there's i think it's just really really powerful how we can sometimes take for granted the things that are happening inside of us and not even really seeing how it can have ramifications in our everyday lives okay then so um how do we how do we identify stuff at the root level like not only traumas but also these belief systems and stuff like i i can understand that this is where the work comes and it's not something that happens like uh, in one day but uh how 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 do you kind of like help people do that? How do you guys do that? Yeah, well, we do. We have something called our four phase human blueprint when we work with clients. And the first phase is discovery, and it's all about literally just go tapping into the depths and discovering every single aspect of that of a client's life, um, every single aspect of the health, and finding and digging down, digging deep, and peeling kind of back those layers to go deeper and deeper to find out the root cause <clears throat> sorry um of why they're experiencing what they're experiencing yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry and, and the, the best place to start with that right is when we're in that discovery phase and even if somebody's not working with us to help you do that it's inquiry right inquiry really is the key so somebody can do this working with a coach or without a coach is just inquire what are the things that are making the most noise in your life right now <laughs> right like in your mind in your heart what are the emotions that are like center stage what are the things that keep on coming up that keep on reoccurring for you? What ideas, what thoughts, what problems? Because really that's always the first place to look, right? Because it's making the most noise, which usually means that it's the thing trying to get your attention the most. So start there and then start to explore, okay, what does that represent for me? Right? So for example, if let's say, for example, somebody's experiencing a lot of anxiety, right? What are the emotions that are coming up with anxiety? Perhaps it's fear. Can you get more specific with that fear? Is it fear about a specific situation? Is it about fear of the future? Is it about um, the the way you feel like you're being perceived? Right? You know, it might not be about the future. It might be about what you think is actually happening in this moment. Right? And I think when we start to then look at, okay, well, anxiety is there as a signal. Like we said, body's giving you a signal with however anxiety is showing up for you. Right? Whether that's sweaty palms, racing heart, um, 
a million and one thoughts at once. Um, that's that signal to say, okay, inquire now. Let's put a magnifying glass on it, right? Let's have a little look and see what else we can find here. And then you can start to pull out some of those root issues. But because it's going to be different for everyone, right? I hate answering questions with it depends, <laughs> but always start with the loudest thing yeah, that's yeah. happening. Inquire, inquire, and yep. just be curious is the key. Yeah. No, you kind of got me thinking of my own kind of issues when you said that too. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> it's uh, just say that just again. To add to that, just to add to that, there's one thing there is that sometimes it can be a really scary thing to inquire at the root level. And I just really want to address that in case somebody's listening to this. Because like you said, right, it's like, it sounds like we could be going through life, right? Life's good. Why do we want to rock the boat? Why do we need to dig into this root level? Sometimes we have to wait until there's a problem, but sometimes we we resist it or we ignore it on purpose. And that's just a coping mechanism, right? It's a survival mechanism. We don't want to open Pandora's box and look straight at that root level. So if anybody's listening to this that is perhaps thinking, oh, okay, well, that sounds like a bit much, just simply create like a little spidergram. So like right on the page. So if the loudest thing is like anxiety, for example, the one we used, write down anxiety and then do right, what else, what other random words or thoughts or ideas come up and just put it all out on paper naturally your subconscious will start to piece that together first of all it's going to be grateful that you're paying attention and listening which is already going to discharge some of that intensity of what they're feeling and that's just a really sort of soft way to go into it if you're doing this alone which is really important mm. no i love that then like uh it's kind of funny because like even how you were saying anxiety anxiety has always been the thing i've uh dealt with uh in my life and like uh the last few years like when it got really intense it was like more like because of traumas and like really hard stuff happening like in my life with like family and everything and uh luckily like since then like I've kind of like calmed down a lot of that but then there's still this like layer of anxiety that I've started to notice and like how you were just talking about kind of see what like beliefs and thoughts are popping up and like how you were saying beliefs and values can create these kind of like things from the root and like no, I've started to kind of notice that a lot of it's coming through like, um, yeah, kind of like what I want to be in comedy and my beliefs and values around that whole system. And uh, I get a lot of the same thoughts and stuff that kind of strike the same anxiety and everything. So it is something I need to explore. And like, yeah, thank you for that. Because like the way you were describing that definitely like just kind of brought that up into my head. <laughs> you're welcome and i think the interesting thing after that is now these thoughts and things are coming up in your head and there's some dots connecting um with jonathan mentioned there is like we have the four phase human blueprint and we just spoke about discovery right which is like what you're doing now is like you're discovering oh yeah okay that could be linked to that this, this is a common thing this is making the most noise for me what do you do with that <laughs> right once you've got it and you've got your spider grab or you've got your your information what do you do with that and that's where we would then encourage you to go into that reset phase whereas you start to discharge that emotion start to recognize what specific thoughts are not serving you what is the language around that what is the specific beliefs and then working on the belief change right or recognizing okay perhaps i am feeling this anxiety because this need isn't being fulfilled because i believe this right perhaps i'm not being recognized for example right which is one of our our core psychological needs we need um significance we need to feel recognized we need to be seen we need to be heard right and if we're not feeling that, 
or not feeling valued in that way, then we're going to start to believe things about ourselves if we don't know that that's actually a, a natural need that we all have. Mm-hmm. So we have to start to then look at, okay, how do we then reset the the scale here? How do we then start to look at and change the way it's being perceived? And that's where we then need to make sure that we're resetting what was present, right, for what you've found in the discovery phase. Okay, and by like like resetting, do you mean like, kind of change like change the way we believe it change your like value what do you uh can you like expand on that a little bit yeah so it's changing it but it's really more discharging it first right okay you, you probably like in this personal development space and transformation space there's a lot of um just like transform your life and, and just by doing this one thing and it's not always like that right it's like look in the mirror and say these affirmations and it's like, okay, you're going to get so far. Like that is change work, but it's hard change work. What really needs to happen is we need to discharge the emotion that's attached to the very thing that you're trying to change what you're saying, right? In the affirmation context. Mm-hmm. So discharging that emotion becomes absolutely paramount and figuring out where does that sit inside your body? So if, for example, <laughs> I'm just staying with the affirmation thing, um, is you're really shy and you want to be more confident right and somebody recognizes this and that's affecting their self-esteem right is we would actually be like okay well what emotions are present when you feel shy where is that shyness living inside your body where do you feel that is there is there a color attached to that what's the intensity that's attached to that shyness Mm. and then we can start to look at observing it like we said in the beginning and actually just saying okay this is my shyness and and this is how it represents for me i'm seeing it i'm shining a light on it which immediately discharges all of that energy behind it which is actually the very thing that's fueling all of the self-consciousness or anxiety that shows up because of the shyness right mm-hmm. it's discharging that so there's no energy now fueling that old shy belief right because we're looking at it for what it is we're not just trying to flip it we're actually giving it the time and the space and the grace to be able to say okay this is this is this is what's showing up that's unserving right now how can we discharge it and then lean into who it is we want to be more of more confident more aligned with who we are ah that's amazing and i like how you said that to like discharge an emotion it's almost a uh become more familiar with it give it attention and kind of be with it and let it like kind of let it run its course almost uh i i find that uh very beautiful because like intuitively or even like just our first instinct we just never want to do that <laughs> like when you feel especially yeah. when you feel it an emotion that you don't uh you don't like the last thing you want to do is give it attention because you kind of feel like if you give it attention, usually when you do give it attention right away, it intensifies a little bit um, because you start noticing like how uh, intense it is really in uh, real life. So when that intensity comes in, you're like, Oh, all right. Stop paying attention to that. (laughs) But it's kind of funny. Like just how you said, it's like, it's that attention that kind of allows you to discharge it over time and it kind of allows it to like settle down and run its course right exactly the more we resist it right you've heard we resist you resist it it persists mm-hmm. um and it's so true from, from that kind of pressure behind it context like so what you said there is like yes when we feel a an emotion that we perhaps don't want to be feeling we give it some attention but 
you was feeling that anyway so it might feel more heightened but that's only because now you're looking at it <laughs> you're you're having the courage to actually look at it it was still that intense before mm-hmm. it's just you were trying to pretend that it wasn't happening <laughs> um so it's really it's not usually too much worse it feels worse because we're perceiving it as worse because now we're looking at it for what it is but like you said over time it then discharges isn't it absolutely mm-hmm. and one of when you kind of discharge out, one of the ways we also get clients to do is physically discharge um, because you, you can obviously change, kind of change the the, the charge of, of a belief, of, it, of an emotion, of a thought. Um, but the longer that's been there, there's still be residue within within the nervous system. And what we find with people is like the sergeant, feel, okay, I've changed my belief system around that or I've changed my perception around that. But then something happens in life and they feel it, it, it kind of come, it starts to come back or it creeps in again. Uh, usually a sign that there's still a kind of a residue stuck within the nervous system because our nervous system holds information and it's natural Mm -hmm. and that's a natural response but one way to help that is to physically discharge as well by we do a lot of things for breath work meditations um quantum flow which is like an embodiment practice of movement breath work visualization and it's helping to uh discharge that from a physical from from your nervous system as well from um like the emotional and mental aspect of it so you're releasing it from all fronts as opposed to just one area um that's one thing i felt massively when kind of getting rid of my chronic pain is realizing that it came from years and years of years of unresolved anger and fear um that i didn't realize i i, I had there um and when i started to discharge it and realize it and be with it it did it definitely did, um, detensified. Um, it, the intensity went and it was much, everything became much lighter. But I found myself being pushed back into those old patterns again because even though I recognized I, uh, I hadn't done deep enough work from a mental, emotional, and physical standpoint to discharge the majority, like as much as I could. And that's why I do a lot of the physical stuff now because it does help to keep that dish. It helps to discharge on a daily basis. So when I do get into a stressful situation, I don't react as strongly or as intensely as I used to. Like I used to be the uh, my nickname was the Hulk. That was that was the nickname I was given. Not because not because I was strong and um, big. It's because I was angry all the time. I was constantly snapping at people all the time. I was um, literally people were scared of me when I was work um, who were working for me. So now, like people, any, anyone even tell that story to? They get no way. You were like that. There's no way. It's impossible. Um, but I was like that, and that's why I do. That's why it's when I started to learn that, if you have to discharge. Obviously, you've got to change the perception, the belief around what you're, what you're reacting to. But you've also got to discharge it phys- uh, physically, so you have that 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 integrated effect. Whereas when something does happen and do, something does trigger you in life you're in a more resourceful state to be able to to handle it is what we call uh, like you, your your stress tolerance becomes much greater so you're able to handle stressful situations much uh, much more effectively and you don't just lose your cool and just flip completely you're able to you feel that emotion coming up but you're able to then go okay i recognize what's coming up i feel what's coming i like i'm aware of it and then you get to choose how you react you get to take a, like take a couple of deep breaths slow down and choose how you react you can either snap at whoever like if someone's shouting at you you can go straight in and do exactly the same and all you've got is basically conflict and nothing gets resolved mm-hmm. or you can stay calm you can say relax you're feeling that emotion come up but you're able to control the response much more effectively more resourcefully um, um by just charging it across all bodies <laughs> mental emotional and physical 
Yeah, yeah. No, that's amazing. And uh, so when you when we feel this, like how you were saying, like residue in the nervous system, and you were saying like now you can talk about different physical exercises you could do to get rid of it on a physical level. How do you kind of decide what exercise is suited for what person or what ailment they're kind of going through? Great question. Yeah, great question. And depends on what they're experiencing, how they're feeling, um, and what level they're at, where they're at. Um, like for me, I, one of the things I love doing all the time is shaking. I'll bounce on the spot and I'll shake. It's a great somatic response of kind of discharging energy. Like if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed or anxious, it's a great way to discharge and just feel calm again. But if I'd done that when I first started doing on my kind of self-care journey, I, 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 not, that wouldn't have worked for me. I would have been doing that and I would have been probably doing it for about probably 24 hours straight <laughs> to try and feel better. But uh, I, I was the, the feelings I was experiencing were too intense or too much to, for something you know, just like 30 seconds of shaking to, to handle. So for me, I had to go deep into a combination of um, of, of breath work, visualization work to try and discharge that emotion, like that, that, that deep emotion that was within me. Right now, I can like every day. I I I do it. So do just shake for about thirty seconds a minute, and it really helps me feel calm. And if I feel like I'm getting a bit wound up by something, I'll do the same thing. Thirty seconds or so, just shake it out, take a deep breath, and then nervous system drops. But that's taken years of practice and years of consistency um, to get to that point. So it really does depend on where the person is. They might need support. They might need a coach that might need a therapist, whatever that is to help them support them through that initial stage to the point where they can, they're able to then kind of take those tools into um, and, and use them for themselves on a daily basis effectively where, and, and realize what's coming up. Okay. I'm feeling like this, this works for me. Well, I need to do this as opposed to this is coming up. I have all these tools, but now I'm so in it. I don't know what to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's, it, it's, it's, it's trying to meet people where they are and giving them the tools that, that, that are going to work for them and tools that they can use in different instances, different emotions, whatever's showing up for them. Yeah, I think a really important thing to add there as well is the the mindfulness of that movement, right? So it's not a case of jumping up and down yeah. and just because you're doing it for doing its sake, like you're going to go to the gym and you do some squats. Like it's it's not that same, okay, I'm just going to do this and tick it off. It's no, what are you connecting with within yourself when you're doing these movements? So um, the, a lot of the physical movements that we encourage clients to do are things that they're connecting to their energy as well. So they can feel where is that anxiety in their body? Where, where are they feeling that, um, you know disruption or where are they feeling that lightness so they can really start to get to know themselves and really connect energetically to themselves as well um and there's lots of different modalities for that isn't there i mean yeah. i really love qigong um jonathan teaches quantum flow yeah. um and it's all really just full body movement that incorporates breath work and that connection to to flow <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh yeah so like for you, Jonathan, like, because I, I kind of resonate with, like, kind of the path you took, I'm not going to lie. So I was wondering, like, when it comes to breath work, what kind of, like, what kind of breath work was it that kind of helped you? Or did you kind of, like, go into different types of breath work? Yeah. I started with um, guided meditation, which I didn't get on board with initially at first. Um, it distracted me too much, um, the voice. So um, I 
kind of st- I try I started doing retention breathing and um, the Wim Hof method. Mm-hmm. Um, so where you're actually act you're actively activating your stress response consciously, mm-hmm. and then you're bringing it back down to a calm, relaxed one. So you're going through that process, but you're doing it consciously as opposed to unconsciously, like most people do in life. So they're not really sure what's going on with their nervous system. And that I really connected with straight away. I felt the benefit of that. I, I just felt, I could feel all the energy coursing through my body. I knew I could feel the blockages. I could feel where um, the, the, the lightness was. And I knew then when I was going through each round, I would breathe in to, uh, more into the area. I could feel that tightness, that blockage um, within. And for me, it was usually around the abdominal area, lower back, where I held a lot of anger, a lot of fear um that um for, for many years so i'd breathe into that area and actually ran went went on i could feel everything just expanding even more in terms of like relaxing and expanding and, and being able to function more effectively and that was like that was the game changer for me in terms of getting rid of my chronic pain and helping to bring that connection that mind-body connection back again so i could just discharge tension pain Whenever, whenever I felt it, because um, like I say, it's, I, I got rid of my chronic pain, chronic pain very quickly after doing that. But then I, it's like anything; I had to keep it consistent to keep that connection going to be able to, to to listen to what my body was telling me. And then from that, I started going deeper into different like conscious breathing and other styles of breath work. And then that's when I found quantum flow, which was a complete embodiment practice. And that's when I got to I got to incorporate breath work, movement, visualization. Um, meditation all into one um and that's when that's when the game really changed that's when i really start to connect with my energy my uh, my my energetic body even more so now like when i bounce up and down for 30 seconds a day from literally the tips of my toes all the way to the top of my head i just notice any sensations that i'm feeling and i'll notice parts that might be a bit stiff might parts that might be light and as i breathe through it those 30 seconds I'm breathing out that tension. I'm visualizing all that tension, just releasing that that discharge, that energetic discharge, just releasing from my body. And then 30 seconds later, I move around and I feel good again. Um, but it's 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 the awareness of the breath work that that really was the powerful thing. Is that being still and being present with my body. That um, and the breath obviously is key because it's retraining your breath to to be able to influence your nervous system, so you can bring up uh, you can not control, but you influence your stress response much more effectively. But it was that awareness and that just being with my body that, that made the biggest difference. Because um, I was in so much pain. I knew I was in pain, but I didn't realize how much until I stopped. And until I stopped and slowed down and started to pay attention. But the retention breathing was my first point of call, the Wim Hof Method. That was a game changer. And that just kind of blew out into trying anything and everything and see what, what I resonate with, what, what works for me, what works with clients. Um, and yeah, it just went from there. It was a lot of that I remember... Um the obviously the the retention breathing was huge and then for a while you combined the joe dispenser visualization in there and i think when you found quantum flow you was like oh jackpot it's all all in one one. because that's the thing i was doing retention breathing i was doing conscious breathing i was doing joe dispenser's um, visualization and i thought and i was thinking okay like this is this is really taking a lot of time up in my day (laughs) um and i thought okay which one do i pick um, and then that's when I came across quantum flow. And then I thought, oh, great. It's like everything in one. I literally, I get to do everything in one in body, in body practice. Um, and that's, uh, and that's what I do today. Um, to this day is I love it because it does incorporate all of that is, and the good thing about it is I can change it. I can up the intensity, lower the intensity, go softer, harder, depending on how I feel. 
and that's the great thing about it it's not a one stop it's not this is how you do it and this is how you have to do it is like how do i feel today okay i feel stiff i feel tight okay i need to i need to get more flow going so that's why that's where my focus goes or if i feel like i feel very energetic today okay so i need i need to pump it up a bit today it's like and then some days i wake up and i'll feel okay i feel like i feel like something a bit softer something more slow and i can just adapt the, the practice to accommodate um, how i'm feeling at that point and that's that's what i love about it. it's very intuitive no I, I, that's amazing man uh yeah i i, I gotta check out uh your quantum flow thing just to get a little idea of it because that sounds kind of cool and right up my alley because like the Wim Hof method like the retention breathing I I started that years ago and like it was definitely a game changer I I thought as well um I always wondered though like um when it comes to like because you're saying like with, with that breathing like Wim Hof or retention breathing like you're activating your stress response on purpose like is that sometimes like maybe not the best idea to do for someone who has like an overactive stress response? Yeah. So basically you don't want to be doing the retention breathing if you're in an extremely stressed state because yeah. you're okay. going to make things much worse. Yeah. So okay. what we, what we do with clients is um, we'll do a kind of like a, a breathwork meditation before that, which helps to, regulate the nervous system bring them back down to the what we call the parasympathetic the rest and digest and then we go into retention breathing mm. so i think that's an important thing same as like going to the gym after work and you're 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 stressed out to the max and i'm going to the gym to release some stress but you're actually causing more stress onto an already stressed system or you're going home for dinner you're stressed to hell you sit down in front of the thing and you're eating stressed and then your body can't handle it. You get bloated. You get pain. And that this is the thing. It's all about regulating that nervous system and bringing that stress and lowering that stress response before you do anything like eat, drink, go to the gym, breathe to make the practice and make what you're doing more effective and more optimized. That's really cool. Uh, that's actually a good point about like going to the gym stressed or eating stressed because like yeah you're right like if you're eating stressed you're not getting as much nutrients out of it you're not digesting as well that makes like a ton of you literally sense can't digest nutrients from your food when you're in a heightened stress state your body literally doesn't create the chemical reaction needed to do that um so this is why one of the kind of biggest game changers with anyone who's struggling with food intolerances or issues Take five minutes to breathe and calm down before you eat and drink anything. Even like weight loss goals. Just, yeah, same way. Yeah, because you can't lose weight when you're stressed. So mm. um, you can't grow muscle when you're stressed. You can't recover when you're stressed. And, so, unless you're really going into survival mode and you're losing body weight due yeah. to stress because you're yeah. literally so too far yeah. on the other yeah. end. Yeah, and you're yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, that, and you you don't feel good. <laughs> no, that's not a um, fun place to be. <laughs> I think like, it's important to be able to stress is a good thing when used in the right way yeah. because it's a natural response we need to adapt to grow to become stronger to become more resilient but when we don't listen to our bodies we don't we don't pay attention to what's happening around us and our inner and outer world mm. stress becomes unhealthy it becomes unresourceful and it becomes dangerous for us so it's important to realize that stress is not a bad good or bad thing stress is a necessary thing for for our life for to, to for help us grow and, and thrive but we do need to become aware of it and use it in a more resourceful way. Mm -hmm. No, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Like anything else like you want to kind of tell my audience about like stress, how we handle it, or maybe some misconceptions about it. Cause like, 
I know this is kind of one of your guys' fortes, so it would be like uh, something like my audience can take away a little bit. I think one of the biggest myths, and I think we all really know the truth <laughs> here, is that a lot of people still believe that stress will just go away by itself. And it's that's really just our wish. It's not true. And it won't. It will just keep getting louder and louder. We, there's something we talk about, which is called stress stacking, which is where if we ignore something or we let something go by the wayside unresolved, it just stacks up, stacks up, stacks up until we have an issue, right? Whether that is an issue in a relationship and our emotions get the best of us, whether that is a health issue, whether that is depression, like it will stack up. And this is coming because we've allowed it to come up and we've brushed things under the carpet or we've just said, things will be better when I wake up tomorrow. And yes, there is some truth for that. But if we do that every day for the next 10 years, tomorrow isn't going to be better. I know that sounds really like harsh and a bit heavy to hear, but we have to start to take responsibility for our, our state because we're living in a very chaotic world right now. You know, you can see wars happening, recessions happening, there are all sorts of different things happening in the world, right? And a lot of that is happening because there is a lack of coherency right there's if we was all in coherency with each other then we would probably have a far more peaceful place to live but this is happening because we are not coherent within ourselves and mm. if we can learn to be more coherent in our own heart mind and body then we will start to operate that way in the world as well so coherency and being responsible for that within ourselves i think is the ultimate key to or the the opposite really to letting things brush under the carpet that is the other kind of big stress myth is stress comes from within not from without um like we have there's everything uh people we work with our families situations environments influence information coming into our bodies we how we react causes stress or doesn't cause stress so stress is self-caused and i think this is the big thing people don't like hearing is they do goes oh this person stressed me out you're stressing me out this situation stressed me out mm -hmm. and stress we create it we are we create our own suffering by how we react and how we perceive situations like someone you work with you don't like them for some reason and they say something to you and you trigger and you get angry about that and you're holding on to that anger mm -hmm. That's not their fault. That's not their, it's your reaction to that, your perception to them and um, what they've said or what they've done to you. And this is a big thing that people don't realize is uh, because it's it's easier to blame outside than it is to take responsibility inside. And that doesn't mean, because we can stress ourselves out and go yeah. to the other end of the spectrum where we take responsibility to everything and then it's, yeah. I'm a bad person, I'm doing this to myself. Yeah. And that's not the case either. Right? <laughs> we have to recognise and be compassionate with ourselves and with others that people are just doing the best they can with what they've got. Yeah. But if they really want true change, it's okay to look at themselves from a loving place. It's not that they're, that person's behavior is acceptable maybe they are genuinely doing something that's inappropriate to you in the workplace and you're you are getting stressed by it that's completely okay but you need to recognize your role in it and how you can enforce a boundary how perhaps you need to ask for help perhaps you need to just address where you want to be in your life maybe that's not the right environment for you like that it, it needs to be done from a loving place rather than from a let's bash ourselves kind of place yeah. because that's then usually the other end of the spectrum we go on to right it's like we'll take responsibility and then we'll take it all on our shoulders and then spiral the right there into yeah. shame and regret and 
who knows what else <laughs> yeah we all know that spiral <laughs> uh, oh, yes you guys uh you guys are awesome uh, i got one more question it's the uh, question uh, the name of the podcast so uh charlotte and jonathan god yay or nay yay <laughs> <laughs> definitely yay. yay on a higher a higher being a higher energetic presence definitely yeah good orderly directions yeah i oh. think whatever that means anybody yeah. listening i think you know everybody's got their own take on you know god and like their own belief systems in and around it and i think as long as it's of service to you and it's bringing light into your life and lessons and it's it's, it's enhancing your journey then yeah all for it we're, yeah we're all for good orderly directions exactly the way <laughs> yeah, good orderly direction i love that uh all right thank you guys so much this was so much fun uh let my audience know where they can get a hold of you uh and uh yeah anything you want to promote awesome so yeah we've got our podcast which is the stress relief in your pocket podcast and um, you just find that on any of the podcast platforms podcast <laughs> they're everywhere yeah um our, we go obviously our website as well is the wellness theory.com um so on there you can find out a lot more about us what we do we have a lot of um a lot of free content we that we give out to people um that potentially help them so workshops um videos stuff on instagram as well at wellness theory yeah um, on our website as well we also have a, a free yeah. scorecard that anybody could take where they can basically go and do a quiz and see where they are on their stress pyramid on those three levels that we spoke about earlier so they can kind of see where they are um, and perhaps where they need to focus um, and we've also got a scorecard for the health level specifically where yeah. people can go and kind of check in and be like okay well perhaps my movement's awesome but perhaps i need to breathe more or something like that they'll be able to assess themselves see where they are and get some real practical tactical um videos yeah. and, and tips and a personalized report where they can really get some some real practical right, yeah. useful stuff that will help them move forward into hopefully a more peaceful life that's awesome all right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. You're thank welcome. You so much. Thanks for having yeah, us. Great awesome fun. to see you all, always. All right. That was another episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a good rating. That always helps. And share it with like-minded people. I really do appreciate that. You can check me out at NoorKidY on Instagram. Or check out my website, newerkidy.com. You can see my comedy. You can see my comedy dates that are coming up and all that other information. We're part of the comedy here often, Podcast Network on 604 Records. But I'll see you next time on another episode of God Yay or Nay.